You're listening to PetLifeRadio.com. Welcome to Animal Rights on Pet Life Radio. It's your host, Tim Link, and I thank you so much for joining me today. Our guest is uh, author, writer, and my personal friend, Cindy Masiolik. And Cindy's here uh, today to discuss uh, her latest release, her book called Diva Teal, Reflections of a Bird's Companion. So we'll talk to Cindy a little bit more about the book and about Jack Gay, the the book was written after so it's going to be fun and exciting so everybody just stay tuned we're going to go to a quick commercial break and we're going to come right back you're listening to animal rights on pet life radio sit stay we'll be right back after a short pause well four to be exact petco where the pets go petco Pet Life Radio has tail wagging, fur flying, fabulous deals for our listeners from Petco. Get $6 off your order of $60 or more and up to 40% off the entire Petco site. That's right, but that's not all. Because you're a Pet Life Radio listener, you'll also get free shipping on your order of $49 or more. $6 off, up to 40% off, and free shipping from Pet Life Radio and Petco. To get these awesome deals, go to PetcoDeals.com. That's PetcoDeals.com. Petco, where the pets go. Dyson. The new Dyson Animal Vacs are powerful, bagless, upright vacuums for homes with pets. Air muscle and radio root cyclone technology generates the strongest suction power to powerfully remove dust, dirt, and pet hair from the home or car. To order your Dyson Animal Vac, go to PetLifeRadio.com forward slash Dyson. PetLifeRadio.com forward slash Dyson. To order your Dyson Animal Vac today. Dyson. Music to your ears. Welcome to Bird's Eye View on Pet Life Radio. I am Dr. Lori Hess here with Dr. Michelle Ravish, and we are both bird and exotic animal veterinarians. We work at the Veterinary Center for Birds and Exotics, an all bird and exotic pet hospital in Bedford Hills, New York. And this is a show all about birds. It's a Bird's Eye View, and we hope you'll tune in soon. Every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com. Ah! Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. Welcome back. Welcome back to Animal Rights on Pet Life Radio. Joining us now is author Cindy Masiolik. Cindy, welcome to Animal Rights on Pet Life Radio. Thanks, Tom. Happy to be here. Oh, it's it's my pleasure to have you on board, and uh, I'm so thankful to see the the book out there. And and first of all, I want to thank you for the wonderful dedication in the book. Dedicated has a small little bit in the uh, book, a small contribution, and obviously a big contribution in uh, having a chance to work with uh, Jack A for uh, all those number of years. So thank you so much for the the dedication and the little mention in the book. Well, and I thank you for all the wonderful work you did with my little baby. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about the book, Diva Till. Reflections of a Bird's Companion, and also uh, talk about it's the main theme of Jack Hay in the book. Okay, well, um, Diva Teal came about because I had this lovely little cockatiel, my fine feathered friend, uh, for a very long time, and uh, I would tell people stories about her, and, and they would just laugh and, and say, oh, you should write a book, you should write a book, and I'm a writer, so I thought, <laughs> hmm, that's an interesting concept. 
so a couple of years ago, I started writing this, and originally I thought it would be just a kind of a collection of short stories, you know, some great memories I had, recaps of antics from Jack Hay and, you know, experiences she's had and, and boo-boos and frightening things that have happened, just so people could really understand, like, the full breadth of having a bird that's actually part of your household. And as time went on, it actually grew and grew, and now it's uh, truly a story from the time that I started thinking about inviting a bird into my life to, um, unfortunately, the time she passed on. And as you know, Tim, Jack Hay was just a handful, <laughs> quite the diva, <laughs> totally ran the household. And, uh, and I hope that people can pick that up when they read the book, but I also want people to understand that you don't have to know anything about having a bird as a pet to enjoy this book because anyone who's an animal lover will truly enjoy it. Yeah, absolutely. And because it, it does deal with how an uh, animal touches our lives and the, uh, the highs and the lows and the fun and the uh, uh, times when they have you pull your hair out as well. And Jack A's journey with you was for how long? Actually, she was four years old when I got her, and then she was with me for a little bit over 17 years. Wow, fantastic. So she had a wonderful long life, we know that, so uh, 21 years. And I think it's one of the things that, that you have to realize in the, the book as well, is the fact that this is a, this is a long period of time. Uh, you know, animals can come into our life, whether it's dogs and cats and, and birds definitely uh, can be with us for a very long time. So we sort of have to, uh, whether you fall into that or you prepare for that, you have to make yourself uh, aware of that at least. Well, and that was something I wasn't truly aware of when I adopted her. And quite honestly, most cocktails live an average of 13 to 18 years. So the fact that she was 21 and a half when she passed is very long. That, from according to my vet, that equates to about 105 years old in human years. That's amazing. That's amazing. <laughs> so what do you contribute that to? Is it uh, just lots and lots of love or is it because I know she uh, didn't necessarily like to eat the best of things sometimes, even though you provided it to her? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah, sometimes she liked those Doritos. Um, but I, I think the most important thing was the fabulous veterinarian I had right from the beginning when I got her. She was a, given to me by a coworker. And he had never taken her to a vet. He was feeding her really inexpensive food that he got at the grocery store. And as it turns out, she was in very, very poor health and pretty much on death's door when I got her, even though looking at her, you would never think that. So um, I initially went to a, a veterinarian who strictly treated birds. And that was the greatest blessing I ever had because she was a very, very strict and if you didn't follow her, her rules, you couldn't come back to her. So she would ask me all sorts of questions like, you know, what time are you putting her to bed and what are you feeding her and, and blah, blah, blah. And, you know, are you spraying her? Are you doing this? Are you doing that? And if I didn't follow her rules, she would not treat Jack Hay. And it was so critical to me that Jack Hay get good support and good uh, help from her veterinarian that I was very strict. And, and even when I moved, I was in California at the time. And when I moved to Las Vegas and I would go to the vets over here, they would say, wow, you know, you really treat your bird well. And it was because of that discipline that I acquired very early on. So I think you were asking, to what do I attribute her long life? I think initially that was the cornerstone, the foundation of her long life. And from there on, I think it was 
creating a happy environment, a joyous environment, the strong bond that we had. You know, when when you're happy, <laughs> when you're happy, you know it. Clap your hands, right? You there know, you, you go. You just enjoy life, and and so I think it was a combination of everything. But really, that first veterinarian was critical. And I have to say, one of the scariest things, particularly when I moved to Las Vegas, was whenever she got sick, and it was a weekend. It's very difficult to find avian veterinarians, particularly mm-hmm. in the animal hospitals, emergency animal hospitals. So I would have to go literally an entire weekend until my vet was back in the office on Monday before she could be treated or she got sick on a weekend. And that just scared the heck out of me. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's a specialty. And, and with birds, you know, I've got to get birds myself. And uh, you know, they're very sensitive and they're very good at masking what's going yeah. on with them. And yeah. if you don't pay attention, uh, they could get uh, have a turn for the worse without you even knowing it. So there's a lot that goes into it. Yeah, they don't like to show their true colors because they don't want to be the weakest bird in the flock. That's exactly right. You mentioned briefly about a coworker. Let's talk a little bit more about that because I think that's uh, very interesting in the in the stories in the book. Well, um, I've been in search of a pet. I was working in Silicon Valley and I was very busy. I was traveling a lot, and so I wanted to bring a new friend into my household, but I wasn't quite sure what, and I started going to the pet stores, and I was always drawn to birds. I had a couple of parakeets when I uh, was a little bit younger, and I fell in love with the hand-fed cockatiels, and I happened to mention it to a coworker, and uh, he said, oh, I got one, and I said, yeah, and he's like, you know, birds are messy. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I know. <laughs> And Alberts are messy. Well, he, he's an e-freak. I mean, everything was spotless. His office was always spotless. His home, I understand, was very spotless. And he couldn't get past the fact that the bird was messy. And he was always saying, oh, you know, she yells, or he yells all the time. He thought it was a male bird and didn't realize it was a female. And I'm like, well, you know, if you ever want to pass her on, I'll take her, you know, or it. And one day I showed up at work and there she was sitting underneath my uh, desk in her cage all huddled up and shaking and not sure quite what was going on. And, and to this day, I mean, he just cannot believe all the adventures that she had with me. And, and he's so glad that, that I took her from him. Yeah. And Jackie had all kinds of wonderful adventures. Like you'd mentioned, a lot of traveling going on in her life. The book obviously, you know, does a nice, uh, you did a great job of putting it together from uh, when you first got with Jack A and until uh, Jack A made her transition. But after you put the book together, what stories hit you the greatest? You know, the ones that you sort of forgotten about or after you put the book together, you went back and said, hmm, that's interesting. I almost uh, uh, didn't realize what kind of impact that particular story had on me. Well, it's really funny because I'd say there's probably three in particular that, really touch my heart or make me laugh. And uh, it's funny, I had uh, friends who read this. They, you know, they know many stories about Jack Hay, but they had forgotten them. One happened to be when she was injured by a vet tech at an animal hospital here in town, and her foot was wrapped in a cast, and she couldn't fly. You know, the cast weighed as much as she did. I mean, a cockatiel only weighs like three or four ounces. So I put her on my bed, on the pillow in my bed to go to sleep. And she just didn't want to be without me. And she, you know, 
drag her little, you know, cast to the end of the bed, uh, and, you know, looking for me until I was ready to go to sleep. So finally, when it was time to go to bed, I put her back on the other pillow, and uh, I was thinking that she would just stay there, not realizing birds don't like to be so exposed. And uh, when I woke up in the morning, I, thankfully, I did not turn over when I got up because I couldn't find her. I put my arm behind me, and I was looking all around for her. I thought maybe she fell off the bed. And when I put my hand behind my back, I realized that she had slept cuddled up against the small of my back. Mm. So she had wanted that protection. She wanted that comfort of knowing, you know, her mommy was there. And and if I had rolled over, that would have been the end of Jack Hay. So luckily, thankfully, I did not. So that was one story that just touches me. I mean, I can still see her, you know, dragging her little cast on the the bed and, you know, feeling her little feathers in the morning, you know, knowing that, that she was there and safe. Uh, so that was one story. Another time, I remember specifically when I had moved to Las Vegas and I had uh, moved into this house at a very high ceilings and uh, cabinets in the kitchen that were at different heights and depths. And Jack Hay was exploring on top of the uh, cabinets and I was on the phone and I could hear the pitter-patter of her little feet and then all of a sudden I hear a whoomph and I didn't hear any more (laughs) pitter-patter. So I was petrified. I had no idea and it was a brand new house and you know okay so occasionally I have blonde moments. I don't know if she fell into a hole behind a cabinet or something. I didn't know what the construction looked like and I couldn't find her. I was freaking, so I went up to the cabinets, and I started kind of tapping gently, and all of a sudden, I I could hear her, you know, moaning kind of and and trying to rustle, and then I realized that on the front end of the cabinets that you get the beautiful depth from, you know, them being at at different um, heights and variations. Mm -hmm. On the back end and on the top, there's lots of open spaces. So Jack Hay loved to snoop in dark spaces, and she snooped into this dark space in between two of the cabinets and had fallen between them. And there was a a piece of masonite on the bottom holding it up. Otherwise, she'd have fallen straight through to the countertop. But I couldn't get it out. So luckily, because it was a new development, I was able to get a construction crew over, and they pulled the board out, and oh, thank goodness, Jack Hay flew out. She just shot out of there like a rocket. And uh, before the carpenter left, I made him cut pieces of masonite and to block off all the top section because she loved to explore on top of the cabinet. You know, she's a bird. She loved to be high. I didn't have a tree, but I had the kitchen cupboards. So uh, that just uh, that just freaked me out. <laughs> <laughs> These little things that she got into and things that happened, uh-huh. I'm sure everybody can relate to those uh, those type of things happening with their animals as well. Yeah. Oh, yeah. She just loved to explore, and uh, dark places always intrigued her. Absolutely. All right, we're going to uh, take a little commercial break here, but we're going to continue our conversation with Cindy Masiolik after these messages from our sponsors. You're listening to Animal Rights on Pet Life Radio. Sit. Stay. We'll be right back after a short pause. Well, four to be exact. Every pet is unique. Maybe they're gray in the muzzle, yet young at heart. Maybe they're growing out of the puppy stage and into their paws and ears. Or maybe they're just trying to maintain a more girlish figure. 
At PetSmart, we have the right food for your pet at a great value for you. PetSmart. Be better together. Go to PetLifeRadio.com slash PetSmart and save up to 30% on toys, collars, leashes, PetSmart gift cards, treats, and more. Go to PetLifeRadio.com slash PetSmart today. your business to reach out and invite in our audience. We have a brand new trademark concept called Info Seeds. Info Seeds are short 20 second seeds of information about your place of business, practice or service is the best, most cost effective way to invite us in. We only have a limited number of slots left. For more information, visit the website PetLifeRadio.com Click on Sponsorship Information. There you can listen to a sample of Info Seed. Remember, only a limited number of opportunities are available join us every week on wings and things where you'll find real answers to real questions about everything you want to know about pet birds care feeding bird products travel and more everything to make your frequent flyer a happy camper from parrots to parakeets cockatiels to cockatoos you'll have a bird's eye view of everything there is to know about your fun feathered friends we're your hosts, Barbara Heidenreich from Good Bird Inc. and Robin Schwokas from the Leather Elves. How do I learn more about my parrots? Spread your wings and get ready to fly. Wings and Things, only on PetLifeRadio.com. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets. On PetLife Radio. PetLife Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. <laughs> Welcome back. Welcome back. This is Animal Rights on Pet Life Radio. This is your host, Tim Link. And we're here with author Cindy Masioli talking about her new book, uh, Diva Teal, Reflections of a Bird's Companion. Now, Cindy, I want to talk to you about the uh, the writing processes in general because, I, as you mentioned before, not only are you an author of this book and other books, but uh, you write on a regular basis for magazines and uh, articles. Tell us what you learned most about writing this particular book. Well, I think... One of the most important things is to really rely on the input of the people that you ask to read it. I, as I mentioned before, I had it as a collection of short stories, and when I sent it out to people to read, they're like, well, you know, this is really interesting, but we'd really like the whole story. We want it to go from beginning to end in a chronologic order. And, you know, maybe if it was just for a bird owner to have that collection of short stories, it would have been fine. But because I really wanted it to reach more people, I took their input to heart and put it in the right order. And then what I discovered when I started cutting and pasting all the stories into a chronologic order was that I was being repetitive. And so that process actually helped me streamline the stories in the book, which you know, obviously to a reader was very helpful. Yeah, you know, and it is a challenge when you're writing a, you know, a nonfiction book about a animal or a person in your life, someone or something you're very close to, step outside, get the opinions of other people and not repeat yourself and try to make sure that they get the complete story because to us who live with them, you know, we know the story. So there's a lot of things we can leave out as authors. That's true. And because she may do the same sort of thing just in a different way or a different time, uh, because it was just a collection of stories, it didn't really hit me until I started putting in chronologic order. And I was like, oh my gosh, okay, I'm so glad I, I went through that process. But that also expanded the length of the book. It started out as 18,000 words and flew up over 50,000. 
<laughs> yeah, so you have to rework the budget and have to figure out. <laughs> you have to rework a lot of things. <laughs> but, I, but I think it's a much better book because of it. And and as I went through it in the the back of the book, I have this collection of things that I learned from her. And I think it's really important that we do step back and realize that uh, these these loving creatures are not just part of our lives, but if we pay attention, we can learn things from them. And even something as fragile and tiny as a little cockatiel, I learned so much from that whole relationship. Absolutely. You know, and I love that part of the book because they're, they're reflections, not only you know, what Jack A. did, some of the fun things that, that she had done and interesting things, but these are words to live by, you know, these little things, uh, lessons learned. Yeah, and... It's just amazing how much something so little can teach us about life. And I think, you know, we really need to take it to heart, pay attention, <laughs> pay attention to what the little ones are teaching you. Absolutely. So uh, the book, it's wonderful in, the, in, in that aspect as well. You know, things you learn from Jack A., the diva teal, you know, uh, be gentle, be persistent, be patient. And you would think, uh, wow, you know, you learn all that from this little bird. Well, and I have to say, I truly believe that. I am a much more gentle and caring and patient person because of the fact that I lived with her. Even though she could be a little demanding, (laughs) (laughs) I had to, you know, really pick up on her. And I know I'm a different person in a better way because I lived with her. Now, tell us about the the writing process. I I touched on just briefly, but how is this different, putting together a a book compared to writing an article for a magazine? Other than length, obviously, we know that, but there's some challenges in each one of them. Can you explore that a little bit? Well, typically, if I'm writing an article for a magazine, it's very uh, focused on a particular subject, and I'm limited to maybe, you know, 1,500 words. As you said, length, obviously, is a, a difference. But when you're dealing particularly with a longer book, you have to look at continuity. You know, did I talk about this? Did I mention that? You know, did I make sure that I spelled this right here? Did this come before that? You know, continuity, I think, was a big thing. The other issue, particularly with this book, was I was so close to it. And so in my mind, I know everything that's happening. But Mm -hmm. am I relaying that? through the written word to the reader. And so that's why it was really, really critical for me to have other people read it and give me feedback and say, you know, okay, this is a cute story, but, you know, it seems like there's something missing. And that's because in my head, I knew all those details, but I had to really go through it. And I must have, oh, geez, I must have gone through 20, 25 edits, continuously looking and changing. Yeah, and I think that's a big part of it. And, and even you know, the when we talk about writing an article for a magazine or writing short stories, writing a book, whatever it may be, there is research that still needs to be done. Whether it's a topic where you're interviewing someone else or a particular topic for a magazine article, you have to do the research to make sure you get it right. But also when you're writing a book about yourself or someone in your life, that internal research, digging within yourself to pull out that information. Yes, yes, totally agree. Yeah. Listeners, when they pick up a copy of uh, Diva Teal, Reflections of a Bird's Companion, what would be the one thing you'd want them to walk away from after reading the book? Well, actually, a couple things. <laughs> one is I, I want people to understand that um, any animal can touch your life, and even something as, as small as a cockatiel, you know, like I said, she was four ounces of, of feathers and air and ego, and she had such an incredible impact on my life. But I think the other thing is that, you know, we can all learn 
from our loved ones or, or these wonderful loving creatures that we bring into our lives. And I really want to be able to share that and kind of pay that forward. I mean, I'd love to sell you know, tons of copies and be able to set up an endowment for another veterinarian to study avian medicine so that, you know, maybe some other bird owner doesn't have that issue of going to an animal hospital on a weekend and, and there's no vet that understands birds. Or, uh, you know, to contribute to uh, a fund where animal owners who can't afford care for their pets can get their pets treated. Um, I, you know, I just love to pay it forward. She brought so much love into my life that I want other people to be able to feel that, understand it, and continually pay it forward, you know, to another animal lover, another pet, someone else. I mean, I really think that that's what Jack Hay wants. Absolutely. The legacy continues. Well, where can people uh, pick up a copy of the book and find out more about you and Jack Hay? Well, if they're interested in electronic copies, they can get it on the Amazon Kindle or Barnes & Noble Nook, and those are available on those websites. Otherwise, they can go to divateal.com, and that's spelled D-I-V-A-T-I-E-L.com, and they can order the book directly from there. And you can always find out more about me, cindymasseolik.com, and I know it's <laughs> it's an easy name to say, but it, it doesn't look that way. It's C-I-N-D-I-M-A. C-I-O-L-E-K dot com. And uh, as events come up, I'll keep posting more information. I have more books coming out later this year. Not about my bird, but about other stuff. And uh, so I'd love to have your listeners come and, and keep in touch. Yeah, absolutely. So everybody pick up a copy of uh, Divatil, Reflections of a Bird's Companion uh, by Cindy Masiolik. And to learn more about Cindy, we'll have all this on the, uh, the website. So everybody always can download it and find out more about, uh, about the book and everything going on and all your future books as well. So we look forward to seeing and hearing about those as well. Appreciate that. And I, I truly do want to thank you for everything that you did for Jack A. It really touches my heart. Uh, well, my pleasure. I, I appreciate and enjoy your friendship and enjoyed uh, the times that I got to uh, talk and communicate with Jack A. Uh, definitely kept me on my toes. So it was a great <laughs> thing. <laughs> so oh, yeah. I appreciate it, appreciate it very much. And once again, Cindy Masiolik, the book's uh, Divatil Reflections of a Bird's Companion. Everybody pick up a copy of it. Cindy, uh, thanks for being on Animal Rights on Pet Life Radio today. Yeah. Thank you for asking me. I really had a great time. Thanks so much. Well, we're uh, coming to the end of the show today. I'd like to thank you, uh, everyone, for listening to Animal Rights on Pet Life Radio. I'd also like to thank our sponsors and producers for making this show possible. To find out more about me, Tim Link, uh, and other guests that I've interviewed on my Animal Rights show and the stories in my blog, you can go to Pet Life Radio. That's PetLifeRadio.com. Click on the Animal Rights icon, read the blogs, download the shows. They're all exciting, and uh, we appreciate you uh, listening to them. And while you're at it, uh, make sure to uh, check out all the other hosts on Pet Life Radio. There's a plethora of uh, wonderful interviews on there, and they're all uh, free to download. Go to PetLifeRadio.com. If you have any questions, comments, or ideas for this show, you can email me. Email me at tim at petliferadio.com. That's tim at petliferadio.com. And I'll be glad to try to answer your questions, entertain your comments, share your ideas, and try to get the right and perfect people you want on this show. So that's email tim at petliferadio.com. So until next time, write a great story about the animals in your life. Share it in a blog, article, or in a book. And who knows? 
You may be the next guest on Animal Rights on Pet Life Radio. Have a great day. Let's Talk Pets, every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.